0: City first, what's going on? I am so glad to be getting to speak today as we continue a series called uh, Essentials for 2020. If it is your first time watching, I want you to know that the, uh, the verse and verses that we're gonna be looking at today, I believe gonna add a lot of value to your life because... 2020 is uh, is a crazy year. That's no surprise to anyone. And uh, I want to give a shout out to all the parents out there, all the homeschool parents that are trying to figure out the educational system of America. Uh, my son started virtual homeschool kindergarten uh, last week, and so we're, we're we're navigating that that as well. And uh, the core the core verse that we've been looking at in this series. Is found in Colossians chapter 3. It says, "This it says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And uh, we've looked at each one of those uh, except uh, humility. So today we're going to talk about humility and how we need to clothe ourselves in it. Today's message is called... Let go my ego. Can we pray? Lord, I I thank you so much for each and every person watching, listening to this message. God, I pray that today you would show us what it looks like to humble ourselves and to clothe ourselves in humility. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Um, I absolutely love being right. Okay, I hate looking bad. Now, um, in May of 1997, uh, something was invented. It was called AOL Instant Messenger, okay? Now, some of you are like, what in the world is he talking about? Um, before there was high-speed internet, uh, there was a dial-up internet. You used to sit at your computer, and uh, it would call a number, and you'd just sit there, and you'd just wait for the internet to come on, and you would be American Online, okay? So that was what AOL stood for, and uh, you got a screen name. Okay, This was how uh, you could slide into somebody's DMs. It was instant messenger. You had this screen name. My screen name was ludrip21, L-I-L-D-R-I-P-2-1. Okay, therefore, my email was ludrip21 at AOL.com, and I was proud of ludrip21. Okay like like it, it became my mantra. It was it was a part of my nickname. People call me Lil Drip and and 21 was my favorite number. It was it was a part of my calling card, okay? So uh I go through life, you know, probably solid, you know, 8 years and and then uh then I go to college and I I'm still rocking the Lil Drip 21 at AOL.com. I went to school for business, right? So um uh, I get ready to graduate. From from college, and I started putting my resume together and I've been introduced to this to this uh, businessman. I said, Hey man, I want you to check out my resume. You know what he said to me? He said, Hey man, um you think about like changing your email? I said, What's wrong with my email? What are you talking about? Like Lil Drip 21 is where it's at, man. What are you talking about? He goes, Hey man, I'm not, I don't know if I don't know if you know businesses are gonna take Lil Drip 21 very seriously. I said, listen, man, Lil' Drip 21 is fire. He said, no, Lil' Drip 21 is going to get fired if you don't get it together. I, I think we all have a, a Lil' Drip 21. I think we all have a, a something in our life that we just don't want to let go of. Allow me to submit a thesis to you today that I think is essential for each and every one of us in 2020. For us to clothe ourselves in humility, we actually have to take off pride. Uh, I just uh, had a birthday this past week. Um, every birthday season for me is always very reflective. It's, it's always me kind of thinking about uh, the future uh, for my life and thinking about things that I've learned uh, from the past and I'm just evaluating relationships and And in my time of reflecting on my life and the people in it that I talk to from pastors to athletes, friends, family, business owners, accountants, neighbors, uh, people who would consider themselves Christ followers, people that wouldn't, when I think about what trips them up the most, what gets them in the most trouble, what causes the most fights, what puts us in the most danger, it's pride. Every time. It's ego. Every time. And here's the thing that you and I have to understand about ego. We can feed it or we can starve it. And starving it means clothing ourselves in humility. Because when we feed it, we find ourselves in dangerous territory. Don't and here's the deal. Don't don't just take my word from it just because I talk to some people, and when we talk about some of the things that are tripping them up and some of their downfalls, that, that 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 it's a pride deal. No, 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 don't take my word for it. We we know well the verse that says, pride comes before the fall, right? Pride comes before the fall. Wrong. That is not what the scripture says. The scripture actually says this in Proverbs 16, verse 18. It says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. I mean, some of us have fallen for what we thought that verse said. It's just a fall. Oops, my bad. I tripped just a fall, just a slap on the wrist. Pride isn't that big deal. The guy who wrote it, that guy, his name's Solomon. He's considered to be one of the wisest men of all time. One of the richest men. And You're talking about somebody who is very, very successful. He has seen a lot in life. And he concluded that the precursor to destruction of someone's life Pride. He's going. It will destroy you. Like, like let's say uh, you were you were headed on vacation to a destination that I knew a nuclear bomb was about to go off. That would destroy where you're going. I would do everything in my power to get you not to go. I would go. Please don't get on the plane. <sighs> that's that's my message today. don't underestimate pride. It will destroy your life. Um, There is one biblical scholar um, who gave a great definition of pride according to the Bible in this article I read, and this is what he says, and this is huge. He says, uh, pride is choosing self-will over God's will. It's choosing self-will over God's will. In other words, it's the thing, I'm going to choose me over God. I mean, isn't that true? Isn't a person that is full of pride, is someone that is full of their own will, their own desires, their own wants. Let me tell you how that story ends. Every time. Destruction. That's how dangerous pride is, my friend. And in 2020, We all got plenty of it to go around. It's everywhere. (laughs) I mean, we are constantly looking for answers on our phones. We're constantly looking for answers from people, from politicians. It's it's on social media. It's, It's in our friendships. It's in our marriages. There is this pride elephant in the room where we think I got answers and I know what's going on and I'm right and you're wrong and, and we can see it everywhere. It's like everyone thinks they're the smartest person in the room, but who's walking in the room clothed in humility? Paul's encouragement is timely, ladies and gentlemen. He's begging us, In light of your future, in light of your relationships, clothe yourself in humility. Here's what I think putting on humility vitally impacts, okay? Putting on humility vitally impacts three areas of our lives. The first area is our secrets, is our secrets, our our private life. I'm going to use an unpopular word today, but it's very much a word we see in Scripture and it's a word that ruins people's lives. And that word, ladies and gentlemen, is sin. I think we've grown uh, uncomfortable with the word, especially when we turn um, that word sin into the word sinner and, and calling someone else a sinner, and we've got this idea in our minds. It's like, oh, well, I just don't want to be pointing the finger at somebody, and I definitely don't want anyone pointing the finger at me. But the real, the, the here's the deal: the reality for you and me is we sin. We do. We miss the mark. We make mistakes, and the greatest temptation that you and I have when we do is to tell no one. It's to keep it secret. I love what Proverbs 28, verse 13 says. It says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. You and I find ourselves sinning, and we've got this temptation to go, hmm, I don't want anyone to know. I don't want anyone to see. And when we do that, when we begin to talk about it at all, it's no longer sin anymore. We call it stuff. Yeah, yeah, man, I was watching some stuff. You know, I was doing some stuff. Me and some friends, we were just doing some stuff on Friday night. You know, it's just the stuff, it's just the stuff. But it's not stuff. It's sin. It's not stuff. It's pornography. It's not some stuff. It's illegal. It's not an entanglement if it's actually adultery. I'm not trying to beat you up today. I'm trying to set you free. If you want to know the quickest way to put on humility, it's simple. It's confession. Yeah, it's it's going, yeah, It was me. And and here's our options, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We can wait to be humiliated publicly or we can humble ourselves privately. It's your choice. I mean, admitting you have a problem is always better than getting caught every single time. Telling on yourself to go, you know what? Here's the deal. I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live another day bound. I don't want to live another day addicted. I don't want to live another day with this secret because sin grows in the dark and secrets erode our peace. I can't tell you who needs to know your secrets and needs to know who you really are. But a mantra I often live by is simple. Everybody doesn't need to know but somebody needs to know there's somebody watching this message there's someone listening to this message right now and you have lost so much sleep because you got so many secrets and nobody knows who you really are some of us we, we don't ever want to confess anything because we're afraid of what others will think of us but let me let me ask you this okay let me just let me just pose something let me just propose this this idea okay Would you rather someone think highly of you now and find out later that's not who you really are? Or would you rather someone think lower of you now and have a chance to actually love and respect who you really are? Ladies and gentlemen, the, the purpose of confession to one another isn't popularity you're not going to get more followers from confessing. That, that, that's not the purpose. The purpose of confession is wholeness. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you. People thinking less of us might be the best thing for our ego. To say, you know what? Sometimes I need to look bad. Sometimes the world needs to know that I bleed a little bit. I think it's incredibly important that we remember, man, if, if, if you really want to put on humility, find another brother, another sister in Christ to go, man, this is, this is, this is who I really am. You got to have somebody in your life that you take the mask off with. And this is why I, I fully believe in small groups, because it, it at least puts you in a room, gives you a chance to be real with somebody. And so what if it's on Zoom? So what if it's not people that you would prefer to think that they're cool or whatever? But I mean, maybe it's like, man, those people are weird. But listen, let me ask you this. Would you rather be cool and bound or weird and free? I'll take free any day of the week. Who cares if, if some people, you know, they got some bad celery or, you know, you don't like the pizza that they made and they didn't get DiGiorno, they ordered Papa John, whatever, what are all of those reasons that we can make up to say, I don't want to get in that smog, I don't want to do that. Well, do you want to be free? The reason I'm preaching this so passionately is because I want you to be free. I sit with so many people that are bound and I'm just going, man, if you would have just, have somebody in your life to be honest with, man, you would find rest for your soul. And you would have a chance at being whole. The second area of our life that I believe putting on humility vitally impacts is number two, our future decisions. So if the quickest way to find humility is confession, I believe what humility gives our lives is a chance to have correction. Receiving correction has such a negative connotation to it. But I want to challenge our thinking on that for just a minute. As it pertains to your future decisions, don't you want to get that correct? I mean, as it pertains to the direction of your life. I mean, don't you want to be headed in the correct direction? direction. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not sure why in the world I wouldn't be desperate for correction. Correction gives us all the opportunity to get it right. Man, we're often just too prideful to give other people some influence or authority to to correct us. I love what Proverbs 12, verse 15 says. It says. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. <laughs> when I think of pride, I think of can't nobody tell me nada." I mean, isn't that like, I mean, we all got friends in our life that just don't listen to nobody. You ever try to give a friend advice? And they believe they're the smartest person in the world. Do you ever try to warn a family member not to get that loan? Do you ever try to tell your kids not to hang out with a certain group of people? Because you can obviously see the impact that their friends are having on their behavior. And what happens when we do this? They look at us like we're crazy. They don't listen to nobody. But you and I, have to pause every now and then and ask ourselves, how do we know that we're not that friend? How do we know that we're not that family member? How do we know we're not one of those children that refuse to listen to wise counsel when it was made available to us? I love what Proverbs 11, verse 2 says, Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. We now live in a world where it seems like everyone is constantly searching for next steps. What are we going to do next? I know so many people that um, when they ask me for prayer, perhaps the number one prayer request that I get is actually guidance in, in, this, in the season of their life. And um, unfortunately, I think sometimes when we're searching for answers and searching for guidance and trying to figure out what to do next, I think sometimes we just make it a little bit more complicated than, than it really needs to be. Now, here's the deal. I'm about to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. Okay, this is uh, close to rocket scientists. This is deeper than Greek and Hebrew. Uh, this is so philosophical. Like, like I-, I hope that you're sitting down. I-, I want you to write this down. This is a lot. Okay, like, like here's the deal. Um, if, if you're looking for guidance, okay, and you're looking for next steps, like, this, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to do something, okay? And I-, I know this is tough. I know this is a big deal. I know this is going to change your life forever. But here's what I want you to do. Ask. For help, ask for help. Put on humility. Sometimes we'll only listen to somebody who's more successful than us. That doesn't require humility. (laughs) Sometimes putting on humility means having an open ear to someone who is lower on the org chart than us. (laughs) If I'm making future decisions, man, I want to get it right, get it correct. Even if that means correction is coming from someone I wouldn't typically receive it from. I mean, at some point, you and I have to invite what I like to call a a referee into our lives to make some calls. Uh, A popular term in corporate America now is coaching. I think we all need coaching. I mean, it, it's, it's this idea that there's someone coming alongside of you, and, and, and coaching um, is not enforcing. It's steering, okay? It's going, hey, what if we go in, in this direction? And honestly, I don't know how any of us can live without it. I mean, sometimes it's a matter of, again, <laughs> I'm going to say it again, This joining a small group really solves this problem because it at least puts you in a room with somebody that's going, I'll help Steer. I mean, what would it take for some of us just to reach out for help when we need it? <laughs> it is absolute insanity to expect other people to read our minds and to just know that man, you need help. No, no, no. You ever you ever talk to those people that like, you'll never call me? You didn't reach out and just it's like, yeah, but you didn't call me and ask for help either. And I would have readily helped you had you called, had you texted. And some of us have just been living so isolated for so long that we haven't invited anybody to speak into our life. I've called several older men to just say, Hey, man, if you see something, call me out. Man, if you see me posting something that that sounds funny, that's that's off, man, call me. Call me out. Man, I, uh, Pat, my pastor, pastor, Pastor Ricky Tejada, I'll never forget the uh, time he he said, hey, I need to talk to you today. And I was like, okay. And, and it, it, he had a little bit of a tone in his voice. Like, I was like, Oh, this, this may not be a, an encouraging an encouraging session. He said, yeah, was, uh, m- meet me in the cafe. And so, um, I show up in the cafe, and uh, there were, uh, it was a group of people that had made some accusations about me. And He went through the entire list, and in a very respectful and mature way, he just said, man, is this true? And and he gave me the opportunity to learn. And you know what? That that session made me realize it it showed that there were some immaturities going on in my life that I just needed to grow up in. There were some areas in my life where it was just going, yeah, that that was that was a bonehead move. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. And but he helped grow me up and I I had to to receive it. Man, I I got another guy that's just going, man, sometimes you use these statements that are really just they're just pride statements. I used to say, Oh, I don't use notes when I speak. Ah, no, no, no. I do it off the dome. I memorize the whole thing. Yeah, I'm nice with it. Yeah. I got notes. Like, is the point that you don't have notes or is the point that it's actually relevant and it helps people? Ryan, humble yourself. You don't need that statement to make a difference. (laughs) Man, some of us just have to be willing to listen to another voice that says, man, help me. Ask for help the idea of I won't listen to anybody is almost synonymous with I don't need anybody. (laughs) Pride carries this idea of I got this. What if you don't? What if you're not sure? What if you don't got this, man? I would hate for you to live Another decade of your life trying to figure it out all by yourself. I can't tell you how many people never get the help they need because their pride refused to make one phone call. I can't tell you how many people never get the help they need because they never clicked a couple of buttons to join a small group. Man, I I implore you. I don't want to see a life destroyed. I don't want to see a, a career destroyed because someone couldn't let go of their ego. The third area of our life that I believe putting on humility vitally impacts is number three, our relationships. Um, if the fastest way to getting Humility is confession, and if the value it adds to our life is giving us correction, I mean, I want to do things the right way, I, I think what humil- humility does for our relationships is connection. You know, like I do the Cs. That, that's just how my brain thinks, all right? So we got confession. We got correction and now. We're trying to have genuine connection. And in 2020, you know, I, I think any of us can walk into any room and uh we're honest, we could just be carrying pride. And the interesting thing about pride is, it's a—it's hard to see in the mirror. Number two, uh, it's a heart issue. So, in, in an era where it's popular to be politically correct, let me just say this: you're not trying to look humble, okay? You're not even trying to sound humble. You're trying to actually be humble. You're trying to put yourself in a position where you are actually humble. I mean, what would it look like for you over the next couple of months as conversations get more controversial? as we consistently see people that we disagree with and work with people we disagree with, what would it look like for us to enter those conversations humble with an open mind? Uh, Intellectual humility, uh, there's a couple of professors, I believe from Pepperdine, that are actually doing a major study on intellectual humility. And their definition of it is this. It is the importance of knowing that you could be wrong. It's the importance of knowing that you you could be wrong. And you know what this does for us? It allows us to present our beliefs, our passions and our ideas like this. Hey, here's a thought, but I realize that I'm a human that came up with it. Therefore, I could be wrong. I mean, I don't think I am but I'm going to leave enough space for somebody else to have a perspective that's not mine. So when I walk in the room, I'm going, all right, I'm open to your perspective. 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 And I'm not walking in the room going, you need to see it like me. You need to see it like me. You need to see it like me, and you need to see it like me. <laughs> I mean, some of us, as it pertains to our relationships, especially Our marriages, especially our dating relationships, especially our close friendships, it is so much easier to say, I was wrong, than I am wrong. I mean, when was the last time you actually said out loud, like out loud, you said, hey baby, I'm wrong. When was the last time you said, that's my bad. I mean, when was the last time that you, you, you were in a position where you could go, man, I, I value this relationship more than I value my argument. I value this relationship more than I value being right. I value this relationship more than I value making a point. I would rather make a difference. And to do that, we have to be connected. And while there's a million things we can disagree on, man, I hope that every lunch, every phone call, every conversation that I have as a Christ follower, I pray that before I have that conversation, I would just put on a little bit of humility and just know, man, I I could be wrong. And I wanna get it right. (laughs) Once again, Keep thinking, man, well, well, what what will help someone get through this? Small groups. (laughs) Small groups will do it. Man, I I shared this a long time ago at City First, and it's this this prayer uh, that has absolutely uh, changed my life. And uh, it goes like this, Lord, give me one moment of humility per day until there's nothing left of my pride. Give me one moment of humility per day until there's nothing left of my pride. Ladies and gentlemen, when I I started praying this prayer, I don't do it every day because it's kind of dangerous, low key. Um, uh, One time I prayed that prayer, uh, I almost fell off the stage at City First. It was very embarrassing. In fact, I asked them to find the footage of it so that I could play it for you now, it was was, just terrible. Um, I've spilled coffee. I'm not a clumsy person, but when you start praying this, it's just like, man, some stuff might happen that, might not make you look the best. Man, I just, man, in moments where my flesh wants to go, oh, I got something to prove. Man, that's the moments where I go, Lord, would you just give me a moment of humility until there's nothing left of my pride. Philippians 2 verse three says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, how you others above yourselves. Imagine if we all walked in a room with no selfish ambition. I mean, it's one thing to have ambition, but when it's selfish ambition, it can ruin your life. Imagine if we walked into our homes, our jobs, our schools going, I need to value somebody else. And If putting on humility with humans is challenging for you, let me ask you this. What about God? I mean, what would it look like for us to fall to our knees? God, use my life. God, I don't got this. Perhaps I should have started my message here. Because I think this is how we should start our day. I think this is how we should start our week. I think businesses should be started from this position. I think relationships should be birthed from this position. You wanna know how to put on humility? Start here. Oh Lord, I don't got this. I got nothing without you. I need you. Man, I think when we do that, we put ourselves in a position to handle whatever is coming our way in 2020. 2020 is not over. Lord knows what is to come. But I think man, humility is essential for my life and essential for yours, Lord, give us more moments of humility until there is nothing left of our pride. God, I thank you so much for each and every person watching this message. God, I pray that you would help us in 2020 to walk in humility as we try and navigate a pandemic and navigate school and navigate work and navigate Zoom and virtual world. Lord, I pray that you would grace us with humility help us to put it on when it is the most difficult to do that when our pride wants to flare up lord would you humble us lord i I pray that my friends would make space for you this week and may each of us have a moment where we just fall to our knees and just say god i don't got this and in that moment would you help us would you be our strength Jesus name we pray, everybody say it.